Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with New York Times and USA Today best-selling author J.F. Penn. Her latest work, Deviance, the third in her London psychic crime thriller series, was released last week. Joanna, welcome. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure to hear your voice. Uh, Before we get into Deviance, can you tell us a little bit about Jamie Brooke and Blake Daniel, the characters that make up this trilogy? Yeah, sure. So uh, Jamie Brooke starts in the first um, book of the series, Desecration, as a British detective. So it's set in London, obviously, London psychic series. And uh, so that basically we're solving murders. But um, Jamie ends up working with Blake. And Blake is a researcher at the British Museum. But he also has a psychic ability. So he can touch objects and he can read the emotional resonance and the history um, of that object. So uh, Blake sort of helps Jamie solve the crimes in the book, so desecration, delirium, and now deviance. And uh, yeah, so by this third book, Deviance, Jamie has actually left the police. She's a private investigator and once again uh, calls on Blake to help when a friend of theirs um, goes missing and uh, lots of bodies are found around London with uh, tattoos flayed from their skin. (laughs) And, And tattooing is one of the themes that you explore in this book, and you always seem to dig into a specific theme with each of your books. So why tattoos with this one? Well, it's funny. Um, I originally, when I wrote Desecration, which is very much about the physical body, you know, while we're alive and while and when we're dead. So, you know, I was really fascinated by tattooing because when, you know, while we're alive, tattooing uh, on our living body is like an, an art. And um, there are many people who now go quite mad with tattoos. Um, so that was the first book. Delirium was kind of about the mental world and exploring bedlam and madness and that kind of thing. And then in Deviance, I revisit a character from Desecration creation her name is O and she has this um full body tattoo of an octopus like really amazing which is uh, actually a picture I saw in the National Gallery and it sparked the whole idea um so for me it was almost revisiting a topic I started on in desecration which is the kind of body modification um movement and people who you know implants and things that are quite extreme for many of us um you know and I know you were going to ask but I don't have a tattoo I don't have (laughs) you're free Accepting my question. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very, you know, vanilla, as one would say, but I'm absolutely fascinated by people who go through this kind of thing. And, what, and the research was so interesting um, because it, they say, because of our mainly secular Western society, that people are craving a kind of spiritual experience and that the the rite of passage of tattooing is ancient. You know, in many tribes, the tattooing marks are a rite of passage and, and the, the, the pain you go through and the kind of, you know, almost the blood and the sacrifice of a bit of yourself um, can really, like, have a massively powerful effect. So there, there's, um, I read stories of, you know, people who had under, uh, undergone uh, awful operations, terrible scarring, you know, um, mastectomies, and basically reclaiming their body by tattooing with a power powerful image. Um, so I read a lot around the psychology of that. And that's, to me, that's just fascinating. So the book is kind of, um, uh, you know, the murderer is uh, cutting tattoos off people, which, you know, now that's quite common in London. So there's quite a lot of people to target. Um, and obviously with um, 
it's oh oh goes missing and it's like well she has a full body tattoo so it doesn't things don't really bode well for her so um how do we find her and uh, there's just so many really interesting characters as i research this for example you can actually now hire somebody so when you die um your you your body gets sent to them and they will preserve your tattoo um after your death which to me is like wow that's uh you know that's, <laughs> that's out pretty there. hardcore yeah <laughs> so it's i think why i write books you know why I write fiction one of the reasons is to go deep into things that I'm fascinated with and things that might make me feel a little bit um weird you know and if if people are if there's a physical reaction to a topic that's something I want to explore because that really is the edge of um what we consider acceptable and that's really why the book is called deviance um although the de- the so-called deviance in the book you know who is the sinner and who is the saint you know who, who really is deviant in a world where you know um, bankers who wear suits and ties uh, can be the biggest criminals and the you know tattooed mm-hmm. people on the street are actually the good guys you know so that's kind of the 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 stuff behind it now as a reader i i'm a little older than you i'm considerably older than you i'm considerably <laughs> older than most people but i've never really understood the whole tattoo thing i i see it and it puzzles me, but I understand it better now in, in reading your book. And I, I'll bet there are lots of other people that understand it a little bit better as well. Oh, good. You know, I really, I think part of it is investigating, like I said, a topic that makes you feel a bit uncomfortable and with the aim of potentially changing your mind about judging people. The other the other thing I found very fascinating was that many people who have tattoos, in, including facial tattoos and very, um, you know, who we would potentially look at and think, oh, avoid that person because... Mm-hmm you know, they look weird or they look different. Most of those people are chronic introverts. Now, they often use uh, tattooing or body modification as a way to keep people away from them because, you know, they're either chronically shy or they, you know, they're just, they're people who might have a difficult self-image and the, the tattoos mean certain things. It really is a fascinating topic, but I I very much learned in my research that, you know, don't judge a person by what they put on their skin. Um, And and also the other thing I learned is you you shouldn't ask people uh, what's the meaning of their tattoo, because often they don't even know the the powerful totem kind of figures that people put on their skin. They often don't realize why they've chosen that, which I I also found crazy weird because, you know, I would I've thought a lot. And in fact, the cover of Deviance has a woman with um, a, crow, a crow, crow tattoo, like flying mm-hmm. crows. And I love that tattoo. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and the, the crow is a, a, an image in the book. And um, the Morrigan, a Celtic goddess, is the crow goddess of, of death and war. She features in the, not the goddess, but, you know, she the crows feature very much. And in London, the crows are a, a kind of totem figure. So for me, that crow tattoo and the sort of flying birds uh, became a bit of a motif for the whole thing. So if I was to get a tattoo, that's, you know, it would be similar to that. And how big would it be? Oh, that's under discussion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've mentioned research several times while you're describing your work. And uh, from following you and your work over the years, I know that you're sort of a research geek. It's just something that you love doing, and it's something that, that really fuels your writing. Uh, what kind of specific research did you do for this book? 
Yeah, so I get my story ideas from the environment and from places. So the original, the original idea for Deviance, um, I I live in London, and one of my favourite walks is to um, come out of the London Underground at Borough Market, and from Borough Market, which is a very old, it's like a thousand-year-old market, um, you can look up and see the Shard, which is um, one of the tallest buildings in Europe. It's this gorgeous kind of glass shard going into the sky, and uh, it, it actually has offices and and things in it and also around there there's um the old operating theater there's you know one of the oldest hospitals that's where chaucer um set off you know on the canterbury (laughs) tales um it's a very historical area also Mm -hmm. it was it's right by shakespeare's globe it's right by the tate modern which is a um a big uh music art museum it's an incredible area and what's so interesting is during you know the medieval period it was outside the city of london it was like the red light district and what i learned is that the cathedrals Southwark Cathedral, which is, you know, the big, the church thing there, um, used to run the brothels in on South Bank, mm-hmm. is what it's known. This is all historical. So the church was running the brothels at the same time. Well, obviously it was a sin um, to go to a, <laughs> to a prostitute. But then um, there's a graveyard that's actually under um, under dispute. It's called Crossbones, it, which is full of the bodies, you know, the, the bones, obviously, of, of um, you know, sort of half a century ago, not half a century, you know, 500 years ago, um, women and children. So the, the, the kind of feeling is that the outcast dead, as they're known, uh, are buried here in unconsecrated ground the church even though they ran the brothels did not allow the women and their illegitimate children to be buried in consecrated ground and what's happening now is that land is incredibly valuable and so um, the developers actually want to take that land and make you know luxury flats so for me the story was oh my goodness the church (laughs) used to run the brothels which is like wow there's definitely a story there so again who is the sinner and who is the saint you know is that prostitute with the real sinner here um, and then the second thing is that this land grab of this this crossbones graveyard by these developers um, just made me go, wow, that's, um, you know, that's kind of crazy. And there is actually... Um, this is all real. So you can go to Crossbones, you can see, as I describe it in the book, the ribbons on the gate um, in memory of the the, um, the geese, they were called, uh, the Winchester geese. And it, it's just a fascinating area. So, so much of it is based on uh, real London. And what I'm actually going to build is um, a walking tour of the London Oh, psychic. how fun. Yeah. So I'm going to build like a, so you'll be able to go on a map and walk the different places because every single place is real. And the tattoo convention that I describe in the book we actually went to and um you know so probably all all of my books um both the London Psychic series and my Arcane series probably 90% of the books are truth and then I just take you know I just make up some characters and then they they do things in that world but it's as close to real life as I can possibly make it and deviance is actually you know could be true <laughs> now really one, be. one of the things that you do consistently in your books is you obviously spend while you're researching you spend a lot of time in a given area and then you describe it just beautifully and perfectly so that the reader can really get a sense of where the characters are in the book and then occasionally you'll try and blow it up yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can't help but but blow up um, things. <laughs> I do that more in the um, in the Arcane series. Let's talk about the Arcane series for a little bit. That's where I first became familiar with your work as an author. Why the two different series? 
Uh, well, I think I think as an author, it's very easy to just fall into a rhythm of writing um, the same series that people enjoy. So I love the arcane books. They're action adventure, you know, based around religious mysteries, supernatural mysteries, and um, Morgan Sierra goes around the world uh, having fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to write something. I wanted to write something that was more British and crime. And so I really set out to write a British crime novel with a British detective. But um, I really didn't intend it to have any supernatural <laughs> side but as I was as I started writing it and I I had the experience in um the Hunterian Museum that opens Desecration uh I I just came up with the Blake Daniel who's this psychic and he's the he's the man you know it's it's normally a woman who's a psychic and, and Blake is a man he's he's mixed race half Nigerian half Swedish and you know he just came to me really kind of fully formed and I wanted to do something around well just something set in London specifically and one of the things that marks out the arcane thrillers is the international side mm-hmm. so they pretty much flit from um, place to place except for my you know one day series so one day in Buddha pest for example but the arcane books are definitely more international whereas the london psychic really is kind of very dense london packed um and london itself is just you know you can't walk a a meter without finding so much history it's just kind of crazy but i wanted so i wanted to test myself both on a kind of creative level but also the london psychic series is darker um, than the arcane books. The arcane books really are sort of a just a, a action adventure romp, kind of based on the sort of Clive Cussler um, type of books. Dan mm-hmm. Brown, you know, it's it, whereas the London Psychic books, I really feel are they're, they're probably intelligent crime thrillers. You know, they have an edge of this deeper meaning, and um, and I really it's been a real challenge to write them, but absolutely fascinating, and I've got to know London a whole lot more. So yeah, it was both a creative challenge and also a desire to um yeah have have offer something else to my readers it it seems to me like you select things to write about that you're deeply interested in. The Arcane series, you mentioned it's globetrotting. You're sort of a globetrotting person. You do a lot of travel. You love to travel. You seem to love history. Uh, you love doing research. Is this like a big circular thing for you where you just keep feeding all of these interests that you have, or does one feed the other? Yeah. Oh, you've you busted me, Stephen. <laughs> this is like uh, when I when I thought about my dream job, you know, when I was still in my corporate job a number of years ago and was really looking for another life. I was like, what do I want to do with my life? I want to travel. I want to read. Uh, I want to write. I want to learn things. I want to create new things in the world. And for me, the, the life I have now is exactly that. So <laughs> I'm like, OK, so I said to my husband, you know, we were going to go to Budapest. So I was like, I know I'll write a book in Budapest. So I did one day in Budapest. And then we moved back to London from Australia. And that's when I started the London Psychic series. Um, the arcane gates of hell um, has a, the opening scene is in the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. And I wrote that just after a weekend there. <laughs> so everything I did, we're planning a big trip to Japan because I specifically want to uh, research these particular Japanese mummies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so it is absolutely circular i have um or destroyer of worlds which is the next arcane book is has got a lot of india in and a few years ago we cycled through southern india so i it's but it's both i get ideas from the world and then when i want to write a book about something i look at somewhere i want to go and then have a tax deductible trip (laughs) (laughs) so i 
have like the best life. So thank you to all the readers listening who fund my travel addiction. (laughs) But I also, I mean, I, I laugh, we laugh about that, but I do think that also one of the most important things with with a story is to take the reader out of their current situation. Mm -hmm. So I used to read thrillers when I was in my miserable day job. You know, I would be like, I hate my job. So at lunchtime, I would go and buy a book and generally an action-adventure thriller, Mm -hmm. and I would be somewhere else in the world for you know, half an hour or whatever, and I would read on the train and, you know, I would I would absolutely live in this other world. So for me now, my whole aim with these books is to help other people escape their lives. And I mean, obviously, I'm hoping that everybody has a wonderful life, but sometimes we all need escape. You know, I read as much, I, I read so much, I read three to five books a week, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a, I'm a readaholic and I love escaping, you know, um, I do sit at my desk a lot, obviously. So I love kind of escaping daily life to to live in somebody else's world. So as much as I laugh and say that I, you know, I travel a lot and have a lot of fun, I do also... <laughs> work really hard to give um the reader a good experience so uh hopefully you agree with me (laughs) and and you're also one of those people who i i'm fairly certain can work while you're on the road Oh yeah, I mean, I'm always taking pictures, and I have um, I use the uh, a thing is called Things app on my phone, and I've got a folder for fiction ideas, and I'm I mean I'm always writing down ideas, um, even like watching TV or you know what's so funny is reading back one of my books and remembering where I got that idea from, <laughs> um, which is quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, like um, in Deviance, um, one of the main characters is called Magda. She's a, mm-hmm. she's an urban shaman, which there is actually a guy who is an urban shaman in in and she, I read a book um called Pastrix uh by a woman called Nadia Boltz Weber in America and as soon as I saw the picture of her I was like oh my goodness that's Magda so I found and it, Pastrix is a female pastor you know and and her I read her autobiography and she became a real sort of character for me and obviously I changed a lot of things about her but she was the inspiration so I think definitely I find inspiration everywhere and it might take years to end up in a book but um it will I believe in emergence that if I just write down my ideas when I'm writing a book it will somehow come out of my brain again it will emerge from my subconscious at the right time (laughs) what a wonderful skill well I don't think it's a skill I mean I'm a little bit you know semi-spiritual on that Mm-hmm. sense in the same way that Stephen Pressfield who's written you know lots of books but he wrote The War of Art for example which is great if people are creatives um it, he talks about the muse with a capital M uh, you know respecting the muse so does Stephen King actually um you know the muse is, is, has in ancient Greek myth was was a goddess so you know that kind of uh, respecting the spiritual aspect of things it's it's all quite mysterious I mean I do read back some of what I've written and go where the hell did that come from? <laughs> but hey, it all comes from somewhere and, you know, it works. So there you go. Joanna, where can people find Deviance and the London Psychic series? Yeah, sure. So uh, my website, jfpen.com, has all the information and the books are in ebook, print and audiobook on all the main stores. Oh, and I'm on Twitter at the creative pen with a double N if anyone would like to say hi. 
And people people have heard your voice here. If people want to hear more of your voice, you host a podcast called The Creative Pen that's been on for years. It's been an inspiration for me for years. I'm assuming that people know about that already, but a lot of people listening to this are just readers. If you want to hear from more from Joanna, check out that podcast as well. Uh, Joanna, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Stephen. It's always a pleasure. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you like what we're doing here, the best way to support the show is to pop on over to iTunes and give the show a rating or a review. Those help other readers find great new books like Deviance from J.F. Penn. Thanks for listening.